When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. Welcome in once again. I'm your host, Scott Kuykendall, and joining us today is Dr. Kristen Hoff, the new Director of Student Athlete Mental Health and Performance Service here at Marquette within athletics. Kristen, thanks for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. We've got a lot to talk about, not only uh, specifically, you know, as we provide some insight, hopefully, into your role at Marquette, but also the timing and and everything that's gone on in the last few weeks and months. But maybe first, I think it's probably best just to start with a little background of yourself. I mean, we don't have to go through the whole resume or everything, but uh, kind of your journey and what uh, what brought you here to Marquette in this current position. Sure. So my background is in clinical psychology, and I have always had a passion and interest in working with college students. So I pursued my training in college student counseling centers uh, and pursued my predoctoral internship and postdoctoral fellowship in college counseling centers as well. So I've done that for approximately 10 years. And in the course of my time in counseling centers, uh, I realized the need for student athletes, specifically to their unique needs, such as um, overcoming injuries, being in the spotlight, pressure to maintain athletic and academic performance, um, dealing with transitions out of sport upon graduation, and then, of course, the, just the daily stress of dealing with um, traveling, missing classes, making up tests, and those kinds of things. So in my experiences in college counseling, I decided to actually go back to school to receive some training and supervision with respect to applied sports psychology. So I'm actually trained in the provision of clinical and sports psychology services. And when Marquette posted their position, I thought it was a perfect union of my ability to work with college students and also in the sport and athletic realm. Uh, so I'm very excited to be a part of the Marquette family. Well, you talk about daily stress. Uh, uh, everybody's probably got that going on right now. Um, and I Absolutely. would think that I would think that uh, for you, a, a little bit of the transition was aided, right, by the fact that you are already 
in Milwaukee and are from Wisconsin and, and pretty familiar with Marquette. That's correct. Yeah. So I grew up in actually Plymouth, Wisconsin, um, and stayed there through the age of 18. But then I did leave and didn't come back until about two years ago. Um, so I have had some time away from Wisconsin, but I am definitely thrilled to be back in Wisconsin. Um, that is where I am from. And that's where family is. So it's great to be back in the Milwaukee area. And I know, obviously, you mentioned coming back, but and you're not not a stranger to college. College, obviously, you've been to college, but college athletics having made some stops at, at a number of schools throughout throughout your journey back home, if you will, to Wisconsin. Correct. Yes. So I pursued my pre-doctoral internship at the University of Notre Dame, my postdoctoral fellowship at Ohio State. Um, I did work for two years at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, and then I was at Virginia Military Institute as well. Um, so I've had a, a myriad of experiences, and each of those institutions, of course, have their own unique culture and, and their own unique um, aspects to campus. And so it's been fun to get to know each of those campuses, and I look forward to getting to know Marquette as well. So the, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Office Space, but I believe there's a line in it where uh, the question is asked, what is it you say you do here? Uh, so, I, you know, not that simply, but I do want to ask you, and, and this is a new position, so I think I'm sure part of what attracted you to it is that you can make a lot of it of what you want, right? Or, you know, you have some general direction, but overall, how would you explain your role uh, to someone uh, that was looking to uh, to get some more details on it. So I would explain my role as twofold. The first one is providing resources to our student athletes, and those resources are in the in the way of um, mental health and sports psychology services. So that could be individual meetings, that could be education, that could be workshops, uh, that could be consultation, um, that could also mean group work. And so I'm really hoping to, when it's safe to do so, get some groups going so that athletes can communicate amongst themselves and learn from each other other, how to best navigate some of the challenges that student athletes face. So that's part of and probably the primary role that I will be fulfilling at Marquette in this role. The second role is a little bit more of an ancillary role, and that is to support and foster a healthy environment for student athletes at Marquette. So that may mean that I might be involved in conversations around policies or around protocols that help promote mental, emotional well-being for student athletes, because we know so deeply that our well-being of student athletes translate to their ability to succeed academically and athletically. So I think with those two prongs, we might be able to get at a good chunk of, of what this role will look like. Of course, as you mentioned, I am excited because this is a new role and I think there are, our opportunities are endless with how we choose to proceed. And so I'm excited to see what other opportunities may present themselves and, and this position may um, evolve as we continue um, through the years. When you talk a little bit about evolving, and, and obviously this is a new position, a singular position right now within athletics, but uh, as you're finding, or as I'm sure you'll share as well, you're not the only resource, right? You're, you're learning and, and talking to the other places on campus that provide similar services like, uh, like the Counseling Center. 
Absolutely, yes. So we all have an investment um, at Marquette University in student-athlete well-being and student well-being. And so I will be a piece of re- or a part of those resources available to student-athletes. But yes, I will be collaborating with um, the Counseling Center and with other offices on campus to ensure that we are meeting those needs. The other thing, too, is I'm working to develop relationships with resources off campus. Um, there may be a desire to meet off campus. There may be a clinical reason to meet off campus. Um, There are many reasons that we want to have a host of opportunities available to student athletes so that they can get their needs met in an appropriate way and in a way that feels comfortable for them. You talk about collaboration. I got to believe that's been a little bit of a challenge. I mean, if you just think of uh, you and me, we've emailed. uh, I know you presented via Zoom one time. Uh, Have you met any uh, of your athletics coworkers actually in person yet? I have met a few through the interview process. Socially distanced. But... <laughs> socially distanced. Oh, yeah, that was before. So since you took the job, you really have had no personal interaction with staff, much less student-athletes. Correct. Yes, it's all been virtual. I actually onboarded for this position um, at the mid-end of April, and so we were in um, – safer at home order at the time and we were all at home so I actually started my job from home and I have been communicating and interacting with different student groups and different offices on campus and in the community through zoom and through telephone Um, and that use of technology is is absolutely wonderful to be able to continue to maintain the work so that we can build the foundation and be ready for when student athletes do return to campus. I know in the discussions we had you know throughout administration before you actually began you know, uh, the one, the, we wanted to have this transition time, right? And and now it's probably been taken to the extreme in, as far as COVID and the pandemic, but, you know, give you time to acclimate yourself to campus and not, you know, for example, have a line out your door of people wanting to talk to you, right? And, and I know you talked to the staff about having three phases, you know, you wanted to assess, develop and implement. And I don't know if they would say it's been a, a positive, but I, I got to believe the first couple steps here, this has helped you kind of settle in and get your bearings a little bit. Absolutely. It's given me time to collect my information and and figure out where this position fits within the entire campus community as well as within the Department of Athletics. Uh, So it's it's been um, wonderful to have that time to be able to collect that information and make informed choices about how to progress forward. I have to admit, though, there's there's a piece of me that's really eager to go ahead and meet some of my colleagues in person, well, as well as as meet the student athletes the as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm eager to get that started as quickly as possible. If you if you look and you've been experienced, you've talked about it uh, recent years working with uh, student athletes, working with anybody really. I mean, there, there's always been that stigma, right, about asking for help or or being public about it or private or however you wanted to do it. How have you seen that kind of develop overall and then specifically within athletics? So I think we've made some significant progress with respect to stigma, mental health stigma overall and within athletics. However, there is still room to grow. And I would actually argue that we're looking at um, athletics as maybe being a little bit behind in comparison to the non-athletic realm. And there's still some research to suggest that there's stigma related to help-seeking behavior, that student athletes are concerned about being perceived as, you know, not being able to cut it or not having it, whatever it might be 
referring to. Um, and just being worried that people will have doubts about their ability to perform in the athletic or the academic arena or concerns about losing playing time or being seen as someone who is unable to manage um, the demands of being a student athlete. And so, and, and, and that's unfortunate because the reality is we all have ebbs and flow in our, in our well-being and, and what we're able to manage. And so certainly the best thing to do is to utilize your resources and get the assistance when you can, um, because we're all here to support each other. And obviously like sports, life is a team sport, right? And we all need each other to help us get through, um, some of the more difficult and challenging times. And so I think there is a, a lot of momentum, both in the professional as well as collegiate athletic arenas, where people are starting to come forward and break down those barriers. And I think that is a tremendous asset to helping student athletes in particular, come forward and recognize that it is okay to not be okay, and that it is okay to get assistance and to talk to someone. Um, and it may not even be um, related to a mental illness. And so I, I really strongly promote for all student athletes to be proactive rather than reactive. And what I mean by that is is, you know, we can, we can talk even about life things, you know, um, roommate concerns, adjusting to college, trying to choose a major, you know, all of those things are, are realities that can be pretty stressful during those college years of development. And sometimes we just need some, a place to really explore that and reflect and grow. You know, it's interesting you, you mentioned that and being proactive and, and, and the stigma that has surrounded uh, this topic. And, and, you know, and partially one of the reasons, obviously, we want to welcome you and get to know you. And what, that's why we're doing this. But also, you know, our student athletes have not had the opportunity to necessarily meet you, maybe virtually, but, you know, not as a group. And obviously, starting in the spring uh, didn't help because everybody was kind of going their different ways. But, you know, if, if you're talking to a student athlete about being proactive, and uh, I think probably the biggest thing is, you know, who would be aware of that? And, and I think previously you know, that the coaches have kind of been the catch-all for all of these things, right? Like uh, having problems on the field, it's the coach, off the field, it's the coach. I mean, maybe talk a little about how you see that process and the confidentiality that actually will occur between what you talk about and what you may be able to share with a head coach or any coach. Absolutely. So I, I definitely see every athletics staff member as being a part of promoting well-being for our student athletes and, and recognizing and responding to student athletes in need. Um, consistent with law, I will. Um, I am a licensed psychologist in the state of Wisconsin, so all of the services that I provide in the counseling context will remain confidential, um, and that's governed by state law. However, there are opportunities for student athletes should they want me to share specific pieces of information, um, or they have a reason for why they would like that information to be communicated to another member um, in athletics or outside of athletics, they're always given the right to sign a release of information for me to communicate that. Um, so I, I do see coaches playing an extraordinary role in helping athletes um, recognize or recognizing when athletes may have um, a need or a desire to pursue services and helping them connect them with the correct resources. And I can be a confidential resource for students to explore what's going on and develop a plan and hopefully help them reach their goals. Clarify this for, uh, for us as well. Uh, you're not here to try to help somebody shoot the basketball better or, or focus on hitting a tennis ball better, right? I mean, 
I'm not trying to simplify, but a, a sports performance coach, that, that's not what we're trying to accomplish here at Marquette, correct? Well, I think I can do both. Um, and so I think when we're looking at those two things, we have clinical psychology and we have sports psychology. Um, and sports psychology, you can, if you are a sports psychologist, you are a licensed, trained psychologist under state law. Um, those are the only individuals allowed to use that, that title, so to speak. Um, but ultimately, what we're looking at is it's very hard to separate mind and body sometimes, right? And so yeah. if an athlete is bogged down with anxiety about classes or relationships that are going on, et cetera, those, revo- those result in physiological changes to the body that may actually impact their ability to execute certain skills. And so a lot of what we will be working on, whether it meets a clinical threshold or a diagnosis or not, is being able to ensure that they have the skills to stay mental and mentally and emotionally healthy so that they can perform better in the classroom as well as in um, athletics. So that may mean helping a student deal with um, an ongoing anxiety concern while also coupling that with some sports psychology services of how do we manage our anxiety in competition or in practice and how do we continue to maintain our focus on that play or the tennis ball or whatever it may be so that they can continue to execute the skills in which they know and they've trained themselves to do. So when we look at that mind-body connection, they're so deeply correlated and and integrated with each other. It's hard to to treat one without um, appreciating and respecting how it impacts the other. This might be a little a little early to for you to to accurately answer, but you know, as you've kind of delved into the resources and and the abilities around campus, it, is it what you thought it would be? Is it is it lacking or maybe ahead of where you thought it might be as far as what Marquette is able to do? I know not necessarily specifically student athlete welfare, but overall student welfare has been a, a point uh, of emphasis the last few years. And I think that's one of the things that actually drew me to Marquette as well was the commitment and the dedication to student well-being um, and hearing some of the initiatives that are um, going on on campus and the president's commitment to student well-being. I think that is we have a, a responsibility and, and a duty to provide education and a, and a healthy learning environment to teach students how to think critically and synthesize information. But that's only part of the equation, right? We are at a, a very rich period of development where we can can also help students develop and, you know, refine and maintain healthy skills for life. And that may mean communication and setting boundaries and time management and, and other things that can help them succeed, not only in the classroom, but just in their overall general well-being, even beyond their time at Marquette. And so I, I actually have been very impressed with what I have learned so far about Marquette University and, and the resources available to students. Um, and I look forward to learning more. When we get to the point where we're back on campus and obviously there'll be some, you know, social distancing protocols and, you know, new for all of us, but what would you see as your typical day? I got to believe that it's not going to be you setting up in the office and staying there all day. Do do you see yourself going to practices, being around visible within the student athletes uh, groups or or how how do you see maybe your, your typical, if there is a typical day going? 
So I think that will be determined once I am back. But yes, I think the idea is to not only just provide services to our student athletes, but to also be visible um, so that I can get a sense of being a part of that department and what our student athletes are experiencing and, and really be around and be available for students so they understand that I am a part of that team. Um, Marquette Athletics has really seen this position from the time of interview all the way through until today that I would be a part of the athletic team that is working towards the overall well-being goals of student athletes. Um, and I, we have been working very hard to um, normalize this idea that, hey, listen, when you're, when you're an athlete, we have mind and we have body. Self-control leads to body control, leads to skill control. And so rather than seeing me as a supplemental resource, I think this position really is a resource within the, housed within the main component of athletics in terms of really providing that overall care for student athletes you know in, in athletics we're you know it's, it's results based obviously it's you know wins and losses a lot of the a lot of the time but you know if we were to look a year from now and, and talk a year from now uh, and, and try to measure the impact of what what your position and what you've been able to do over the course of your first athletic season kind of where you know where the rubber meets the road almost and how is there a measurement or how would you evaluate or be able to say, here's what we did uh, in year one? So that's a great question. Um, and I think oh, that was my, that's that my first great question. <laughs> You've been what asking all great ones? questions. Okay, thank you. See, I needed <laughs> that. So you're helping phenomenal. me. You're helping me already. Uh, this is great. It's all about positive <laughs> reinforcement. It is. Yes. Uh, I think there's two things to speak to there, and the first one is um, this will be a growing year, and so I don't anticipate that everything's going to be perfect. And given our current circumstances, um, I think there will be some learning to it. So there may even be opportunities for telehealth services, which may be something. Um, that has not yet been done. Um, and so we may be looking at that given our, our current um, global pandemic. And so I think my assessment of this is whether or not we feel as though this program is meeting student athlete needs and has a very solid direction of where we want to go moving forward. So I see this year as meeting needs, but also collecting more information about where do we want to see this go. And I think in order for us to collect that information, we're going to need a year under our belt of really hearing student athletes, um, working with coaches, working with sports medicine, and staff and finding out what we can do to best meet our student athlete needs. Um, I would also consider, you know, the evaluation of the success based on um, just feedback from student athletes and whether or not they feel as though this, this was a, um, a resource that they felt was helpful to them, was useful for them, um, that they feel they have confidence in um, and that they would be willing to seek out and or refer um, a colleague or a teammate to the resources as well. I meant to ask this earlier and, and uh, it, it seems trivial and maybe it is, but I mean, is, is Dr. Hoff uh, what you prefer, Kristen? I mean, what, you know, as student athletes kind of, that initial conversation, right, is is what is right. I mean, obviously, you put in a lot of work to, to earn the degree. I mean, and you don't, you know, I'm asking for an honest answer here. I mean, this will help everybody. We're here about helping people. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate you asking the question. I do prefer Kristen and I will likely go as Kristen or, or prefer to be addressed as Kristen within the department. Um, that's just 
something I prefer. So I appreciate the question, but yes. And, you know, I do know in your first, uh, your PowerPoint to us, we, we've added not only you, but I know your dog is a big portion and <laughs> part of your life. And I, I, I want to say Gideon, is that right? It's Gibbs. <laughs> ah, well, I knew it was a G. I you were close. close. <laughs> I was close. But maybe, yeah, just give us a little glimpse into uh, what life is like for you. Uh, well, I'd say away from the office, but that's uh, for everybody right now. But maybe a little, you know, let people get to know you a little bit personally. So I think you hit the nail on the head because the biggest part in my personal life is probably my dog Gibbs. <laughs> um, whenever given a chance, I like to spend time with family and, and he is included in that umbrella. So um, I do try to set aside time every single day to spend time with him. Um, I got him four years ago. He's a four-year-old Labradoodle um, and he's really quite cute. He hops like a bunny. We don't quite know why, but um, his, two back, his two back feet work together so he bounces every everywhere he goes. So he looks very happy and energetic no matter what he's feeling. But um, he is pretty much my world and, and the center of my universe. So I spend as much time as I can with Gibbs. And then I also have family in the area. So I do like to, when it's safe to do so, um, spend time. I have my parents close by as well as um, one of my brothers and his wives and, and four nieces. So um, they also live close by. And so I do like to try and spend time with them as well. Um, lots of family and, and socialization with them. Well, Kristen, it's been great. I, I appreciate it. I know you were a little nervous about this at first, but I'm glad that we were able to talk through it because you were tremendous. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, know, you. Welcome to Marquette. We're looking forward, uh, you know, at some point to uh, getting to meet, every, meet you in person and, and get you introduced uh, to our complete staff. I know, I believe, you know, there was even, we were in a furlough, I believe too, when you first started as well. So, um, there's a lot of people that are, are looking forward to working with you and uh, excited about about what this position brings because it is something that we, we haven't had in Marquette and, it, and it's obviously uh, very, very needed, especially right now. Absolutely. And I look forward to meeting everyone as well. And I'm eager to work with everybody as we move forward. So thank you so much for your time and for your thoughtful questions. Um, and I look forward to meeting you all in person. Well, thank you for your positive reinforcement. <laughs> thanks a lot have a good one we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the ring out a hoya podcast which is available on gomarquette.com apple podcasts spotify and iHeartRadio. thank you for listening and go marquette some people just know bundling with allstate means big savings just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor they know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.